0: Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll sit with chapter two, book one of The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. So take a deep breath, find a comfortable seat, and make your heart ready to receive these words. As these beginners feel themselves to be very reverent and diligent in spiritual things and devout exercises, from this prosperity, although it is true that holy things of their own nature cause humility, there often comes to them through their imperfections a certain kind of secret pride whence they come to have some degree of satisfaction with their works and with themselves. And hence there comes to them likewise a certain desire, which is somewhat vain, and at times very vain, to speak of spiritual things in the presence of others, and sometimes even to teach such things rather than learn them. They condemn others in their heart when they see that they have not the kind of devotion which they themselves desire. And sometimes they even say this in words, herein resembling the Pharisee who boasted of himself, praising God for his own good works and despising the publican. In these persons, the devil often increases the fervor that they have and the desire to perform these and other works more frequently so that their pride and presumption may grow greater For the devil knows quite well that all these works and virtues which they perform are not only valueless to them, but even become vices in them. And such a degree of evil are some of these persons want to reach that they would have none appear good save themselves." And thus, in deed and word, whenever the opportunity occurs, they condemn them and slander them with beholding the mote in their brother's eye and not considering the beam which is in their own. They strain at another's gnat and themselves swallow a camel. Sometimes, too, when their spiritual masters, such as confessors and superiors, do not approve of their spirit and behavior, for they are anxious that all they do shall be esteemed and praised, they consider that they do not understand them, or that because they do not approve of this and comply with that, their confessors are themselves not spiritual. And so they immediately desire and contrive to find someone else who will fit in with their tastes. For, as a rule, they desire to speak of spiritual matters with those who they think will praise and esteem what they do. And they flee, as they would from death, from those who would disabuse them in order to lead them into a safe road. Sometimes they even harbor ill will against them. Presuming thus, they are wont to resolve much and accomplish very little. Sometimes they are anxious that others shall realize how spiritual and devout they are, to which end they occasionally give outward evidence thereof in movements, sighs, and other ceremonies. And at times they are more apt to fall into certain ecstasies, in public rather than in secret wherein the devil aids them, and they are pleased that this should be noticed, and are often eager that it should be noticed more. Many such persons desire to be the favorites of their confessors, and to become intimate with them, as a result of which there beset them continual occasions of envy and disquiet. They are too much embarrassed to confess their sins nakedly, lest their confessors should think less of them. So they palliate them and make them appear less evil. And thus it is to excuse themselves rather than accuse themselves that they go to confession. And sometimes they seek another confessor to tell the wrongs that they have done so that their own confessor shall think that they have done nothing wrong at all but only good. And thus, they always take pleasure in telling him what is good, and sometimes in such terms as make it appear to be greater than it is to be less, desiring that he may think them to be good, when it would be greater humility in them, as we shall say, to depreciate it, and to desire that neither he nor anyone else should consider them of account. Some of these beginners, too, make little of their faults, and at other times become over-sad when they see themselves fall into them, thinking themselves to have been saints already, and thus they become angry and impatient with themselves, which is another imperfection, Often they beseech God with great yearnings that he will take from them their imperfections and faults, but they do this that they may find themselves at peace and not be troubled by them, rather than for God's sake, not realizing that if he should take their imperfections from them, they would probably become prouder and more presumptuous still. They dislike praising others and love to be praised themselves. Sometimes they seek out such praise. Herein they are like the foolish virgins, who when their lamps could not be lit, sought oil from others. From these imperfections, some souls go on to develop many very grave ones, which do them great harm. But some have fewer, and some have more, and some, only the first motions thereof or a little beyond these. And there are hardly any such beginners who, at the time of these signs of fervor, fall not into some of these errors. But those who at this time are going on to perfection proceed differently and with quite another temper of spirit, for they progress by means of humility and are greatly edified, not only thinking not of their own affairs, but having very little satisfaction with themselves. They consider all others as far better, usually have a holy envy of them, and an eagerness to serve God as they do. For the greater is their fervor, and the more numerous are the works that they perform, and the greater is the pleasure that they take in them, as they progress in humility. The more do they realize how much God deserves of them, and how little is all they do for his sake. And thus, the more they do, the less they are satisfied. So much they would gladly do from charity and love for him, that all they do seems to them not. And so greatly are they importuned, occupied, and absorbed by this loving anxiety, that they never notice what others do or do not. Or, if they do notice it, they always believe, as I say, that all others are far better than they themselves. Wherefore, holding themselves as of little worth, they are anxious that others, too, should thus hold them, should despise and depreciate that which they do. And further, if men should praise and esteem them, they can in no wise believe what they say. It seems to them strange that anyone should say these good things of them. Together with great tranquility and humbleness, these souls have a deep desire to be taught by anyone who can bring them profit. They are the complete opposite of those of whom we have spoken above— who would fain be always teaching, and who, when others seem to be teaching them, take the words from their mouths as if they knew them already. These souls, on the other hand, being far from desiring to be the masters of any, are very ready to travel and to set out on another road than that which they are actually following, if they be so commanded, because they never think that they are right in anything whatsoever. They rejoice when others are praised. They grieve only because they serve not God like them. They have no desire to speak of the things that they do because they think so little of them that they are ashamed to speak of them, even to their spiritual masters, since they seem to them to be things that merit not being spoken of. They are more anxious to speak of their faults and their sins or that these should be recognized rather than their virtues, and thus they incline to talk of their souls with those whose account of their actions and spirituality are of little value. This is a characteristic of the Spirit which is simple, pure, genuine, and very pleasing to God. For as the wise Spirit of God dwells in these humble souls, he moves them and inclines them to keep his treasures secretly within, and likewise to cast out from themselves all evil. God gives this grace to the humble together with the other virtues, even as he denies it to the proud. These souls will give their heart's blood to anyone that serves God, and will help others to serve him as much as in them lies the imperfections into which they see themselves fall, they bear with humility, meekness of spirit, and a loving fear of God, hoping in him. But souls who in the beginning journey with this kind of perfection are, as I understand, and as has been said, a minority, and very few are those who we can be glad do not fall into the opposite errors. For this reason, as we shall afterwards say, God leads into the dark night those whom he desires to purify from all these imperfections so that he may bring them farther onward. Thank you for joining me today. Peace be with you.